it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Woo! Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation. It's Wednesday. It's 3 o'clock, and you know what that means. Time for Shelly Live with your hostess with the mostess, Shelly from Cali on VOCNation.com. <laughs> if only you guys can see, but you can't. So here, here I am, Shelly from Cali. I got dazzling California. <laughs> <laughs> I got dazzling California in the house full of dazzling California. Hey, I'll take it. I will take it. <laughs> dazzling California. Danny Dazzling. Danny. <laughs> What's going on? Are you okay? <laughs> no. Are you in the episode? <laughs> yes. No, because Dazzling California. Yeah. So now the opposite would be Danny Danielle. <laughs> it's Dazzling Danielle and Danny California. So yeah. if I said Dazzling California, then the other, the opposite of it would be Danny Danielle. Hmm. Get it? <laughs> kind of not. Okay, so there's Dazzling Danielle. Yes, Dazzling Danielle. Got it. And if you're filling out something, mm-hmm. it would say first name, last name. First name, Dazzling, last name, Danielle. Oh. So then the other one is first name, Danny, last name, California. So I said Dazzling, not Danielle, but I switched out the last name, Dazzling, California. So if you go with the opposite of that, the other ones that were not invited to play, so they're not dazzling California, is Danny and Danielle. Hey, Double D. <laughs> you know, I'm speaking of Double D's. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to this SH show over here called Shelly Live here on DOC Nation. I am your hostess with the mostest. It's Wednesday. It's 3 o'clock, and you know what that means. Time for Shelly Live with your hostess with the mostest, Shelly from Cali on VOCNation.com. Hola, 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 hola. You are listening to Shelly Live here on VOC Nation. I am your hostess with the mostest, Shelly from Cali. I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Danny California. <laughs> hello, hello. I'm a gal of many names. <laughs> I mean, 
you know, you got the Red Hot Chili Peppers song in California, and I I appreciate that. Yeah, I'll take it. Shout out to the two listeners out there listening. So, did they hear any previous takes, or is this all a redo? In my mind, it's a redo. Oh. No, yeah, they absolutely. This is this is that's why. You had to regroup. You had to regroup. You had to regroup. And that's what happened. Well, how are you guys doing? You know what? Here's the thing. I feel like I'm having a fun time right now. And I feel like I haven't had a fun time in a while. So thank you for joining me on this fun time. Yes. Well, I'm happy to be here, whatever my name may be. All that matters is I'm here. Danielle. Daniel. 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 Will you watch my kitty? <laughs> Danielle, you need to meet your sales requirements. Oh, Danielle! Danielle! <laughs> Look, I've had, like, a really bad, going on, like, month, so whatever. You judge me, F you. All right, I can be on board with that. You know why? You can have an opinion on me or just like me, that's fine. I have opinions on people and I just like them. But what I strive not to do is judge because that's being an asshole. So that's why I say F you. Oh, okay. And I appreciate you censored it to F you. Yeah, dude. You know, I've been dropping too many F bombs lately. I went from I used to never cuss to I cussed at the storm to I didn't cuss again to sometimes I cuss, but not really to I cuss more often now. I don't like it. Yeah, I can relate. I am not one to naturally cuss. I'll, I'll, I'll say a bitch or an ass here and there. <laughs> Tell them the story. Daniel. <laughs> so a few days ago, I've been having a real hard few weeks at work, man. Let me tell you, with this COVID, people you have the sniffles and you're out for a few days. Got to get tested. Like, we're, we're taking all the protocols necessary. I don't know why some people tend to have symptoms and have to be out more than others, but whatever, whatever. So there was a day that I worked by myself all day recently, which was real fun. And I just been in my wit's end, man. And I have all this before because I'm a manager. Before, I would just be stressed about the client pissing me off. Now I got the sap pissing me off and all of my butt on my days off. It sounds very uncomfortable. It is quite uncomfortable. And I'm trying to have my days off. I have people texting. This morning I woke up with 23 text messages and they're all upset and this and that. And our previous, um, there's a manager above me. She left. So I've been having to figure a lot of stuff out that I've never had to do before on top of having no staff. So as me and Shelly discussed, uh, most days, I am not a manager. I'm a glorified receptionist. I feel like that's the case until they need something from you. That's when all of a sudden you're the manager. Yeah. Or they want to use you as an escape goat. Exactly. But then, no, Miss Glorified Secretary until then. Yeah, so it's hard because I can't do all my duties like um, last night. I opened mail from two weeks ago. You know, just the doctor's license to practice medicine was in the mail that we need to post. Bills that need to be paid, all these kind of things. But, yeah, I'm stuck answering the phones because people aren't showing up to work. So I've just been losing it, you guys. Those pretzels have been making me thirsty for a long time. And 
I finally had it and I cracked. And one of my coworkers did not follow, follow protocol, a protocol that I typed up and I worked very hard on with the doctor. And she left for the day because she always leaves a little earlier. And when I got home, it was like nine o'clock because I worked 10 hour, 10 and a half hour days. Um, I was expected to do something about this person's responsibility that they dropped the ball and we were going on the weekend. And it was Friday, so I had been working all week, and I lost it on her. And I called her, and I told her, you need to do this. I'm sending you a screenshot of the protocol. This is what you need to do. And I dropped two less bombs to her. And you know what? This coworker knows me. And when she heard in my voice how upset I was, she was very apologetic and very nice and calm. And, you know, when you're talking to someone off the edge, you know, it's, she she definitely responded in that way. And when I saw her on Tuesday, she's like, oh, man, I never heard you so upset before. So it's very unlike me. Like, for me, if something happens, I go, dang it, she's talking mushrooms. You know, like, I, that's just how I am, like, naturally. So it just was, like, shocking. She's talking mushrooms? I don't think I ever heard you say she's talking mushrooms. I do it a lot at work. Oh, wow. So here's the thing. <clears throat> or just shiitake. I never heard you say that. It's so interesting. I'm pissed at work all the time. Oh, <laughs> on a different level. So here's what's interesting is like, you know, I know you had mentioned this happened the other day when it happened in real time, as the kids say. But now hearing you say it like another time, so this is my second time hearing it, right? It's like, as an outsider looking in, especially me knowing more than especially the listeners of what you go through and the things that you whatever, it's almost like, in my opinion, all the crap that you've been through up until this point is worth it because you really have shown the person you are. So when you were in this situation with this coworker and they saw you being in a way where they'd never seen each other, they were taken back. And then to mention it on a different day, like, wow, that means they've been thinking about it. That, like, throws them in check, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just, like, the way I thought of it was when you and I have issues, you know, they're just, like, little things. We live together. It happens, like, Mm -hmm. whatever. But, like, when we see we, like, literally upset the other one and, like, it's, like, whatever. There's, like, this guilt you feel and you're, like, oh, man, I didn't mean to do that and I feel bad. And, like, Mm -hmm. and you're not even, like, mad or defensive about it. It's just, like, I didn't realize, oh, crap. And so it's like your coworker, it kind of sounds like she had that moment. And with other people that, like, the person that was in there before, I don't feel, I feel like that person reacted, in my opinion, in so much emotion a lot that they kind of lost that validation that when they are upset, it, like, actually really means something. And it speaks volumes when they say an F-bomb or whatever. But that wasn't the case. Or with you, it was like, it's almost like things got taken way serious quick because it's like, wow, I never heard you like that before. That's like, I didn't mean to be the person to push you like that. And then I feel like Mm -hmm. someone like this coworker from what I do know of her, it's like, she knows how that feels to be you on that end. Mm -hmm. So then there's that other, that's probably why she would think about it a lot, not just because she didn't want to be the one to make you feel that way, but she knows how you felt too because people have made her feel the way she was making you feel. Exactly. And I'm only one person. Damn it. And this is not even something I want to be in for the rest of my life as a career. And it's just like so much and it's so exhausting. And that's why 
I am willing to work such long days so I can get that extra day off because I originally was going to just take the the day off without getting paid. And I'm like, you know what? No, no. no. So the, the deal is that I work four times a week, ten and a half hours, so I can have an extra day. And people were making me feel guilty last week when I wasn't there and shaming me for not coming to work when I had my scheduled day off. And actually last year, cause my B-day is next week. Woo! Yeah, I'm excited. Um, and I love birthdays. And I decided I was going to take a week off. And at that point, I had been working so hard. Everyone was on board with me taking a week off and encouraging of it because I didn't just start working hard recently. Like, it's been a good day one. Yeah, like, I've been hitting it hard, going into situations that I'm not even trained in. And I decided, you know what? I feel bad for you guys. I'm not going to take my week off for my birthday. I think it took me one day off. Now we have COVID and everything going on in the world, so I can't even take my vacation. I'm like, you know, you guys, I never took a vacation. When I see everybody else saying, oh, I'm going to go to vacation in Miami. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. I want this day off. I need this. And, like, I'm the one that proves other days off. And it's like, what about me? What about my days off? I'm entitled to it, and I work hard enough just because you're pissed off that you have to answer phones. I do more than that. And honestly, as a manager, I should be like, Nope, I'm not answering phones unless need be. I have other things to do. That's not my job, be receptionist. My job is to be a manager. And I hear people constantly being like, telling me that they're not going to do something because, oh, that's not my job. So, anyways, I can go on and on and on. But that's where I'm coming from. <laughs> that's my gripe. But I feel a lot of our listeners can really relate to that because it's a relatable thing when. <laughs> Excuse me. Thank you. Thank you. It's a relatable thing when uh, you're somebody that you're not trying to be this, like, ass kisser or overachiever. It's just, like, you care, and you care to do a good job. And most people will get by with doing the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. And when people – when you have a bunch of people just doing the bare minimum, it's like there's – there's like slack and who picks up the slack someone needs to and then that's where there's someone like you you know I know I've had through my secret society you know people can direct message me and stuff like that so throughout the years I've talked to different people developed a little online friendship with them and they work like some of them retail or in an office and I feel like they just really started to fall in love with your vibe when they started hearing you talk about work and stuff because they're like, man, I know how that feels. I feel sorry for Danielle. I feel sorry for your sister because that's what happens to me at work too. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I think it's cool that you come here and you're, you share your experiences. You know, it's like a good place to vent because I feel there's a lot of people, uh, the listeners out there, the whole two of them, <laughs> <laughs> that can relate to that, you know? Well, good because – I sure got a lot to get off my chest. We don't want to depress anybody. No, that's what Shelly Liza here is here for you to get things off your chest. So speaking of getting things off my chest, right before we were here live, I was posting to the secret society, ShellySecretSociety.com, that, um, you know, I posted a little story time video. I keep wanting to call it a vlog, but it was a story time video. And I just kind of wanted to share with you guys that story time video because, 
when I shot it, what night was it? Okay, today is Wednesday. Yesterday was Tuesday, so Monday. When I shot it on Monday night, <clears throat> I didn't get to editing it until yesterday. And when I got to it yesterday, sorry, I just saw a note that you made right there, and it just distracted me. <laughs> oh. Sorry, guys, we're live. I'm not uh, pre-recording. Oh, sorry, I had to add you while I remembered. No, no, it's fine. So, um, when, what was I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing, you guys. It was a work-related note. No, that's not what it was. Oh. It was this, and then what I just made you do before we started. Oh. So now I'm like, oh, no. It's okay, because I feel like I've been doing good, and, you know. Okay, here's the thing. I mean, I know you guys are listening live, the whole two of you. So, um, I'll just, like, put a little note here. Danielle's note. So then we get back to what I'm talking about. <laughs> so okay, so I filmed this thing, this um, this story time on Monday, mm-hmm. and then yesterday I got to editing it. And one of the things I wanted to do when I was editing it, because I just you know me, I love editing. I love throwing little things in there, whether they're gags or like little cool things. So. <clears throat> This, the story time is about pay pigs. Do you know what a pay pig is? I do not. Okay, good. So we'll get into that in a second. So when I was editing this video, I was like, you know what would be cool is if I have on screen, like behind me or whatever, the definition of a pay pig. Sounds so, like a piggy bank if I'm taking a <laughs> <laughs> Well, in a way, in like, a way. Right? I mean, is that what the word spawns from? Now I'm really curious because if you were to tell me that, I would say, oh, okay. Like, so a pay pig is like a piggy bank, somebody who keeps investing money into you. Okay, so something. I Googled pay pig. And what pay pig, as far as Wix, okay, dictionary, Wiktionary is concerned, it's a noun. A person who gives money to somebody else as part of the fendom fetish. Now, if you go to what a fendom is, a form of erotic humiliation in which one person gives money and controls their finances to another. So when I originally shot this thing on Monday, I didn't look up what a pay pig was. So Let's track, back the truck up, VV. The first time I ever heard the term PayPig was like a year or so ago, maybe two. And on Patreon, you know, I've always had my Patreon for the secret study for like three years or so. Um, somebody had wrote me on there that joined my site, and then the way they joined it, it was very, like, generic in what their username was, their email even. And they wrote me on there in the direct message, and they said that they were a pay pig. And at the time, my um, AC wasn't working in my car. And I was vlogging about how I need to get my AC fixed. I was working on trying to save up for it. So I thought it was so nice of them, that pay pig. That pay pig, that was the only positive interaction I had with pay pig. When they told me they were a pay pig and they were going to send me the money, because I was like, oh, you want me to send, you know, want to order a shoot or something? They're like, no, no, I'm a pay pig. So they're like, I don't want to see your beautiful face sweating in the summer. Something like that. I was like, oh, my, okay. 
they sent me the money. It was like 200, no, it was like maybe 400 bucks or something. But uh, spoiler alert, I was short on rent, so I ended up using it for rent instead. So, oops. But um, so that's the first time I ever heard of the pay pay. And I was like, wow, that'd be really cool to have another pay pay. They just like, are, like have money and they're like, I just want to give you money. Cool. And so then I started asking my friends who are very much involved in the fetish world, like, oh, you know, I saw you post about PayPal, and they would always say, man, they're just so exhausting. I don't invite it. And the girls that told me that are girls that my relationship with them is they really do look out for the best interests of other people. They don't just say things to, like, so you don't take money from them and what they're trying mm-hmm. to do. So it wasn't just, I, I was like, wow, I, these are girls that don't discourage me. And I don't even feel like they're trying to. They're just like, eh. And then, so I was like, okay, whatever. So from that point, I've had a couple people that are like, oh, we can be Every single time, every single time. They first start off saying how they just want to worship me and this, this, and this. Now, here's the thing, and I say this in this this video I did for my secret society, which, by the way, you can watch for a dollar. If you sign up for the Love at First Bite here on my website or on the Patreon, if you just go to ShellySecretSociety.com, it'll show you all the links there. So <clears throat> when these people like hit me up. I'm just like, if they just want to be bossed around, I have no problem doing that. I'm a man hater, unfortunately. And I love when I don't have to sugarcoat anything and be super straightforward. I feel honestly, the only time I was able to really be that way is when I lived in Kentucky and I lived in a house full of dudes. And then I used to hang out with this specific group of guys. Like, I could tell them so many things straight up. Like, you know what? You're being an asshole right now. You're hurting my effing feeling. And they wouldn't be like, oh, 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 like, oh man, I wasn't sure. Like, it was like, those are the only times I can be that way. So I wish I can be that way. And I get it because I say that. But let's say that you and I made a pact that that's how we're going to be. Maybe if I'm in a sensitive mood one day and you say something, I'll be like, oh, like, oh, whatever. So I get it. Like, I get it. Yeah. But I really miss that simplicity. So my way is, like, if someone's going to pay me to just be, like, what people would consider, like, being, like, dominatrixy, but really it's just me just being straightforward, whatever. But I'm still really bad at it because here's why. And, again, I get into detail about it in this uh, story time. One of the things that I have told somebody is when they're, like, oh, you know, are you going to command me to do this, this, and this? And then about like obsessing over me, right? And they said, yes, but you're going to go outside and take a walk every day and leave your phone in the house and you're just going to look at nature. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so I was trying to boss them into like, look, if you're going to be sick about it, about me and paying me to be sick about me, I'm going to make sure you get at least an hour of sunshine. (laughs) So I'm bad at it in that sense. And here's the thing, because I forget where I post this recently, but um, to my fetish friends, they laugh at my content because they're like, Shelly, you're barely fetish. Like, you're so 
innocent with what you do and your content. But it's then it's so crazy because if you're not in the fetish world, people are like, oh, Jesse Shelley with her boobs. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like so crazy because what people label me as, that community laughs at my content and goes, you, what are you, why are you soliciting yourself over here? And these folks, because that hasn't, those people don't want your vanilla ass stuff. There's people that do, and there are, and that's mm-hmm. how I've been making my living. But it's like, <laughs> I don't put out there that I'm like this huge fetish girl. The people that are into it, that pay for it, they know I'm very, like, here's some, there's a girl, April Hunter. And uh, she was a wrestler. She also does modeling and stuff like that for years, creator. And she did a post recently about the dictionary's definition of porn. And it's talking about, like, there have to be bodily fluids involved. And she said, and then there's erotica. And, like, I was like, that's so true. So maybe they fall more in the erotica end sometimes, you know, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But... um saying that these people that they're getting off because they're a fan of usually Ariel that I even offer these like weird fetishy type genre erotica things I never put out there anything about like being a dominatrix or if anything I talk openly about how I'm not going to rate your penis I don't want to you know the penis tax that one time and all that the small penis tax (laughs) I'm not going to humiliate you it's not my thing I'm not down like it does there's no amount of money if somebody was like I'll give you a million dollars right now if you humiliate me right now about my small penis I swear to goodness I wouldn't do it because the way it would make me feel inside, and that's a lot of money, a million dollars to me, but to sit there and be like, no, I'll give you this million dollars just right now. I want you to tell me that I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It's like, no, whatever gets you off, whatever you got going on that gets you off that you need me to make you feel bad about yourself for you to get a heart on and like to have an orgasm, like, I'm sorry, no judgment, but I just don't want any part of that. Like, I'm not cool with it, and, like, I just don't look at things like that, and that's why I do offer content that people do raise a quizzical eyebrow to because I'm, hey, whatever you do with my content what you do with it. It's not my business, but, like, I get it. I'm not dumb, but I draw the line where I'm not going to be humiliating people and, and making fun of them or rating them. Like recently I had someone say, oh, can I send you a picture of me? I'm totally clothed, nothing like that, and you just uh, rate me. No, no, yeah, no. You know what I mean? No. Well, and I can see people being like, oh, it's just a game. They know. We're just playing a game. I can tell them this, this, and that, and embarrass them. And then in their mind, they can um, rationalize it by saying, oh, well, we both are in on it, and it's just playing pretend. And it's true. And it's true. But I'm not down to play pretend like that. Like, that's the thing. And that it is true. Like, the reason why I'm not is because I don't get positive vibes from 
that. And I, when I've been very down and out and needed money, I've even told people, I'll try. And it always goes to, I won't give them the penis evaluation. I won't humiliate them even without seeing their penis. I'm not going to talk crap, but I'll boss them. Like this one guy, he was like, oh, he was like, this is, this is the degree of my bossing. Oh, you know, mistress. Da, 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 da. I'm like, okay, send me $100 in my PayPal. Okay, can I do it tomorrow? No. Do it now. You're talking to me on your phone, so open the app and send me 100 bucks. And then that's my bossing end. And then here's the thing. Again, I go into detail more about it on the, the story time, but this last guy that, for spoiler alert, I'm never going to, anytime someone offers the pay pick thing again after this last guy, and I even told him, I was like, this is the last time I'm trying this, you. And he failed quick. I made 250 bucks off of him in one day, so it's not a bad payday. But, you know, whatever. And the thing is, is, I was chatting with one of my friends who is very heavy in the fetish world when I started this, and I said, you know, he's already acting up, and it's only been a couple days. You're right. You're so right. I said, so I'm punishing him. So I'm not going to talk to him for three days, and if he decides to, like, quit my OnlyFans, oh, well, I made that 250 Now, that sounds very cold, but this is somebody that's wanting me to boss them, supposedly, their fantasy, their playing the role of both in on it kind of thing. Okay, fine. And I even told them, I was like, oh, and this is the thing, again, why I'm bad at it. (laughs) And maybe this is why these guys get weird with me. So he wanted me to boss him around, and I told him to send me money in PayPal, and he's like, how much? And so I started thinking about him as a human, and I was like, what if he's so into this that he's willing to not eat tonight? Because he's going to send me his money. I don't want that. Not 1%. So I said, you choose. Show me your gratitude. You choose. And I find that these guys don't like that when I give them that option because they want me to be like, whatever. And it's like, I don't have the heart to do that. I don't feel right. And here's the thing. I know girls that do do it. And I don't judge them for doing it because they are, there's a, need for a certain service out there and a mutual understanding and a mutual understanding that no one's even taking advantage of these guys are choosing whether they can afford it or not but it's kind of like going back to um the b90 and married um before the 90 days at david mm-hmm. it's like even though he is there and he's talking about Okay, long story short, there's this show, um, 90 Day Fiance, where they have this one called Before the 90 Days. This guy has spent thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on this chick that is in Russia, no-order bride type of deal. And he is somebody that will, he's so annoying about it because he's telling you, I get it. I have to go on the site and pay and talk to her. Like, he knows it, but still feeds this darkness to this man and I'm the type of person that I can't disconnect from when I create as stupid as some of the stuff I created like I still have a connect to it that's why I want it to look good I want to feel good when I'm doing it you know whatever um I I'm not I don't I think ahead and I'm like 
I don't want to take advantage of people. I'm not in the business for that. If you can't afford it, like, don't worry about it. Like, I will still offer custom shoes or I will still offer whatever. Like, when you can't save up, like, I want certain things in life, I save up for it. And it sucks that you can't have it right away. But if you really want something, like, you will make it happen and you'll have to save up sometimes for it. So, I, and some of my my fans that order these stuff, they do. They'll tell me, oh, when tax season comes, whew, let me tell you something. I have a good month that month because people are getting their tax returns and they have extra cash. So I get it. I get it. So that's why I'm the worst when it comes to this thing. So when I was editing it and I did just that that thing I just told you, like the the definition of the pay pig and then the send on, I was like, I didn't realize that that was part of the pay pig thing is that the humiliation, because in my video I talked about, I'm not going to humiliate people. So if you are a pay pig and you watch my video, you're like, she's dumb. This is what the whole, I didn't know. And that goes back to, I'm so vanilla fetish. I didn't even know really what a pay pig was. Well, and I wonder, let's dig a little deeper here. I wonder if some of these pay pigs, can I call them piggy banks? That's yeah. That's cuter. <laughs> well, here's the thing. That one last one, I would say, oh, you're being a bad piggy. No. You yeah. You'd be a good piggy. And what is quiz time, Shelly? As a good Mexican girl, what is the name of the sweet bread that are in different shapes and makes a good little piggy? A pan dulce. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> so that's what, that's what, oh, that's so good. <laughs> I can do because here's why the fun dulce that's in the shape of the pig, and you Latinos and Latinas out there know what we're talking about. Tastes good not only with hot chocolate as a kid growing up, not only with a hot tea, not only with coffee as an adult, I love, but with wine. It's a nice oh dessert. <laughs> so that's what I was picturing but here's the thing if we want to dig a little deeper I wonder if some of these people with this fetish maybe they just want directness from somebody and maybe they quite don't understand women or they feel like women are like just in their mind and playing games and something that they really like is when someone just tells them how it is and what they want. But that's the thing. I really wanted, I thought about this guy. I don't know what he looks like. I thought about him and I pictured him walking around. Like, he needs to get some sunshine. He needs to go outside <laughs> and take a walk and, you know, put the phone down. <laughs> well, it, and then I feel like there's dudes out there that are painting that are down for that. But then it's like, no, it's real cute. I think that because every single time, Every single time, and there's even one guy on my Patreon, randomly he'll write me on there sometimes, and he'll be like, you know, he kept saying, like, he was going to pay me in the morning. I was like, no, you need to pay me now. If I'm, because you call me queen. If I'm the queen, you need to serve the queen now. So that's what I'm saying. I'm good at that part. And then he didn't do it. And then he was like, oh, I'm sorry, queen. Okay, well, how come I still don't have the money? I never got that money. So it's like okay, now it's like you're wasting my time and I'm not going to talk to you. Now you have to pay to talk to me because my time is money. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I'm down to do that, 
which some people, like let's say in the wrestling community, would say that I'm slumming. Oh, well, that's at least it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So I think. And then I get into these situations with these people, and it's just like, forget it. So I'd rather just create my content and, like, at these pay pigs. They can kiss my ass. Well, it sounds to me like you want to provide good customer service with a good heart, making sure that people are happy and healthy and enjoying look their purchase. Here's yeah, yeah, exactly. Here's what it is, bitches. Okay, if you're a little pay pay, little piggy out there, let me tell you something. I'm like the little mom and pop shops. I'm just trying to survive, man. Don't come in here with your little corporate wants and needs. If you want that cold out shit, go to corporate. Go to a corporate company. Don't be coming a little, little Martina Martinez merch where we just treat you like family. F that. Go somewhere else. Don't be wasting my time, bitch. But I took that two fifty. You take that two fifty. <laughs> take it and you spend it. <laughs> and you know what I spend it on? F and bills. <laughs> Nothing even good. Anyway, well, when we come back, we're going to talk about what. Today really is, and today we got a new effing president. Isn't that crazy? Like, that's that's deep. It's really deep, and, um, yeah, we're going to talk about that. So we'll take a little break, Ski, and when we come back, we'll talk about how we now have a new president. Presidente. Presidente. Presidenta. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In The Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights 
9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. My sister's boyfriend. Hey, don't be looking at my sister's boyfriend. <laughs> Welcome back. You're listening to Sally Live here on the VOC Nation. So, oh my gosh, we're just talking about President Camacho. What do you guys know about President Camacho? Dude. What do you guys know? Nothing. Unless you tweet me. Let me know that you're listening, that there's more than the two listeners that we have out there. <laughs> Hashtag President Camacho. You just want to know what the F is going on with the election. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. Uh, as most of you guys know, I really don't talk about politics. And it's my own personal thing. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a bitch. It's just one of those things that, like, there's so many effing people talking. There's so many, yeah, there's so many podcasts today. There's so many live coverage. There's so many people's opinions on Twitter, and it's great that we're able to have different um, outlets out there to, for now, voice our opinions. But I just don't really like to talk about it because I have a very alternative way of thinking, and I just don't, it's very personal to me, my views, as far as all that goes. So, uh, but I really do think that um, something, I did a little collab project earlier, uh, detail soon, and I was asked about today if I watched, and I did watch the inauguration, and I said the same thing. I was like, I don't really like to talk about it. You know, I have alternative views. It's always my go-to. I said, but I just hope for good, and that's it. And, you know, at the end of the day, I know some people will roll their eyes. I just really feel like what's meant to be is meant to be, whether we like it or not. And that's why when people would really be in an uproar about Trump, I never really got into it because no matter what, there's one thing that we couldn't control at that time is that he was the president for the time that he was. So why be so pissed off about something that you literally can't control, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, it is what it is. You just got to accept it. And so that's how I feel about politics in general. Like, you know, I just accept it and like whatever is supposed to be is supposed to be. And like, we all work through it and get through it. Look, everyone that disliked Trump, now he's not president. So there, a win for them, I guess you could say. And now we'll see how, the new presidency, but here's the thing. I'm not trying to be funny when I say this, but the first thing like I thought was like the Simpsons when like Lisa was the president, remember? Yeah. And so it's, and then like people, there's like conspiracy people out there that always talk about how the Simpsons know and they like, predict. And I think it's fun because we love, we know what's up, whatever, flowers by Irene, but it's like, we love the Simpsons here. And um, it's just fun when, like, it's fun and creepy at the same time <laughs> with the Simpson predictions. 
It is. It's a trip. And the thing with the Trump presidency is I literally heard and saw people stop talking to family members yeah. and friends. Like It was an extremely personal thing, and it ruined many relationships. And it's crazy and shocking, and I actually today was wanting to Google the most hated president of all time. I was like, I wonder if it's uh, Donald Trump was. But then I had to remember that I am in a very liberal state. So my experience might be different than somebody in a more conservative state. True. That is so true. And point in case, when I lived in Kentucky, that's when that was very clear to me. I saw once we did, we used to do a show in London, Kentucky, and they were very racist there. And I've never, like, okay, no offense to people who live in areas like this, and that's normal, but me being in California, a California girl, when you hear about segregation, that's so yesteryear. Like, that's like, it's like, that's why there's like a very low tolerance for when people are being racist towards others and things like that around here because it's like, dude, that's like an old school way of thinking. Like, it's been a long-ass time since times have been like that. Why are you still being this way? And that's why it's very personal, like, you know, when you do see it because it's like, dude, we know better now. So because we do live in California, maybe that's why I look at it that way. And um, <clears throat> it's so crazy because, like, when I moved to Kentucky – and we had that show in London, Elijah Burke, the Pope. Um, he and I were buddies, whatever. And I would never will forget, we went to a restaurant. And we were getting food to go, and they were so rude to him. And, like, it was it was very clear why. And we saw a Kate to Kate rally that same day. And I've never, I've always seen it on TV. i always seen it in photos. But, like... I drove past a KKK rally, and it was like, and because I grew up in SoCal, at first I was like jaded about it, like, oh, they're filming. It's like, wait a minute, no, there's no filming. This is real. Like, this, this is effing real. And then when I saw how Elijah got treated in that same town, because we drove in, and that's when the KKK rally was happening at some park, and that was so crazy, like. One of the craziest things I feel I've ever seen, to be honest with you. Like, I know some people, it's normal because it happens in your area. But, again, like you're saying, you make such a good point. It's so liberal here. And even though, and maybe that's why, oh, my gosh, you know, I think you just hit the nail on the head. Maybe that's why in wrestling people kind of look at me in this, like, category and way that was negative for being the way I am. Because where I grew up, I mean, California's been very liberal forever. So a lot of people that I've met in wrestling, <clears throat> a lot of them are from the Midwest, from, you know, southern countries, or countries, counties, states. Oh, my gosh, I can't even talk. You know what I'm saying? So different areas. Mm-hmm. And so I almost wonder if that's what some of the problems I have with people are. They're not used to people like me being so liberal. And even though I don't consider myself liberal, it's you like, are. <laughs> it, I am, I guess. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, liberal. like I am because that's how I grew up. Like, I grew up with, like, you know, whatever. So that's just very interesting. Just blown my mind a little emoji with a little mind blown. Yeah. Like, that's so crazy. Yeah. And it's 
what's crazier is, okay, so I saw that. Oh, and then in my backyard in Kentucky when I lived in this house, you can see, because we had a little deck, into the neighbor's front yard in the next street. So, and their tree in the front, I'll never forget this. They had sheets, black sheets hanging by a noose. And I was like, this is, like, too much. Like, wow. Like, this is not real. Like, this is not real. And then I would always go out there. And this was before I was a coffee drinker, so what I used to drink in the mornings when I was, like, in WWE, I would have actually green tea. And um, I would drink my green tea sometimes out there on the deck. And I was like, there's that. I was like, dude, this is disgusting. Like, I cannot believe this is okay. Like, why is this, like, the neighborhood's okay that, like, this is, like, this is sheets hanging from a noose in their front yard that are black sheet. It was, I never, I was so appalled, but like there it was. Yeah, it was totally accepted. So you're so right. It's like, you're so right. Because <laughs> even we joke that a couple streets over, there's some a family that has a Trump. And that's like, in this town, oh, excuse me, it's not just a Trump, it's a Trump with big muscles and a machine gun. <laughs> And he has um, a bandana around his head with um, long flowing hair. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> but it kind of takes you back because even if you're not, I don't, like, I'm not a liberal. I'm nothing. I'm a tinfoil hat wearer. That's who I am. Are you a part of the Green Party? I guess. <laughs> sure. Undeclared. Undeclared. Yeah. I'm the tinfoil hat people. Hashtag. Well, Something that was concerning during this whole election fiasco is, again, we are in L.A., and a big part of the Black Lives Matter movement has been seen here. And some of my coworkers were scared on election day, like once before the inauguration, like as far as like when results were revealed, if it was for Trump, there was going to be riots because there has been riots. Um, some of the BLM became riots and some of my friends who actually marched for the cause, they're like, we're not about the rioting. And especially because there was some rioting against black owned businesses. Like, yeah. That's totally counterproductive. It's like, what are you doing? Like you're already making it a negative and then you're going to go and rob like, what you're protesting? Like, that doesn't make sense. No, no. Those are the troublemakers. And they were worried that if Trump got elected, that there's going to be massive riots in L.A. And I was actually worried about that, too, because we've had some close encounters at my work. and the third kind. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's true. Yeah, and so it's been a big relief to a lot of people. And I know today was a really emotional day for a lot of more liberal I don't even want to say Democrat or Republican because some people just, regardless of what party they're in, were super against Trump. Exactly. And how he handled himself. But I will say this. He was entertaining. So the newspapers, because they're always going to hate on the president. They're going to have to find some way to be hating on Biden and O'Hara. Here's the thing. Going back to papers. 
Trump is the type he'd be real good with the pay pigs. <laughs> you know, he would be have no problem humiliating you, talking about your small penis, taking the small penis tax, draining your bank account so you have negatives and you can't even afford food. He would love it. So look at you, you idiot. You gave me all your money. All of it. All of your money. You can't even eat food. You can't eat food because you're my pig, pig, piggy pig. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want to be like Trump. So, <laughs> that, you know. <laughs> but I'm not saying that the gals out there, they're just working hard for their money are. I'm just saying I think Trump would be a good you dominate Rick for a pay pig. I wonder if there's a picture that you can put out there to promote this episode. <laughs> I'm sure there's something else. There. <laughs> I can totally see that. Well, two things that I I watched the inauguration when it was live, but Sleeping Beauty here had to watch it on a repeat or something. So, something. Hey, while I was doing the dishes, I was doing that too. <laughs> Thanks for adding that in. So something that um, I thought was interesting, and look, I'm not trying to be a bitch or throw negative vibes. This is just my stupid opinion, okay? So when Lady Gaga came out there and she sang the national anthem, I really was – here's the thing. I heavily dislike Lady Gaga, the person. Her music, I like her music, which makes it suck that I hate her. It makes it suck. It makes it suck. It makes (laughs) – it hard for me because I love her music and I want to listen to it, but my dislike for her as a person um, is so deep that I don't want to support her in any way. So it sucks because I love her songs and they get stuck in my head sometimes. I've had her albums, like, look, and it's just my own thing. I don't want to get into it. Why? It's just how I feel. It always wasn't this way, but Lady Gaga, <laughs> Lady Gaga, it didn't have to be this way, but you, you, Lady Stephanie, you, you made it this way. I didn't want it to be this way. So take a hard look at yourself, and you remember me, Stephanie, because I just love you. <laughs> but it's true. And so the thing is, is like, the way I was going into it is, Okay, it makes sense that she's going to sing it. She's a really good singer, actually. She's a really good singer, so I'm looking forward to seeing her sing. And I was like, oh. I was like, from the singer I know, I thought that it was what I expected, but okay, whatever. Then J-Lo came out. And then when J-Lo sang, I was like, wow, she did really good. And I feel the same way about J-Lo as I do about Lady Gaga. I used to real more than Lady Gaga. I identified more with Jennifer Lopez. Um, I just really appreciated with, like, how she's so well-rounded, a hard-ass worker. Like, you know, she, she built her brand, like, what I Jennifer Lopez is a very successful woman, Latina woman, and I used to be a huge, huge fan. Now, the difference between Lady Gaga and Jennifer Lopez is I still listen to Jennifer Lopez's music. I'll say that. I'll still listen to it, and I'll still watch Selena. <laughs> so 
there you have it. <clears throat> I, but there is like a whatever there. I used to be a bigger fan of hers, but I'm just I'm more of a fan of her, what she does. And I guess Lady Gaga, I'm so not a fan of who she is personally that it interrupts her art for me, which also sucks. But anyways, I thought she did a really awesome job. And so when Danielle had told me, she was like, oh, I'm watching it. And did you, you know, watch it? I said, yeah. And then she was like, so how was Lady Gaga? I was like, meh. But J-Lo was good. I'm trying to Google people's responses because I was actually really disappointed. I, too, have very conflicting feelings towards Miss Gaga. And Stephanie, I knew you before you were famous. And I expect a lot from her, especially after seeing her special with Tony Bennett. That changed my perspective on her Mm -hmm. a lot because it showed me the strong singer because she just... Which I like. I like that's the Gaga style. But when I saw her branch out from that and have a really in-control singing voice, I refollowed her when the Tony Bennett thing. Yeah, like she killed it. And when she did the thing, oh gosh, what's that movie with um, what's his face, Bradley? I want to say Scott Bradley, but I keep wanting I love it, Scott Bradley. That's not Scott Bradley. No, that's um... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> talking about pop culture, not knowing a thing about it. Um, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper, psychoized. So when she did that whole movie, was, she, not almost famous, but it was like that vibe. Not almost. No, no, like I'm just saying, like the vibes of like, yeah, it, like being, like trying to be living the dream yeah. and all this. And I always change that song. I'm on the deep end. I'm like, okay, gosh, okay. Like I always change that song. It just, it doesn't, it rubs me wrong. I don't know why, but it does. So anyways, today, I had, before I went on my phone to actually watch the video of it, of course, I went to my Instagram, and it was blown up about Lady Gaga's outfit. Oh, her outfit, this and that. I'm like, okay, she's a diva, so I know she is going to bring a big outfit. Honestly, everyone's been talking about the outfit. I love fashion, and I love avant-garde. I was not a fan of the fashion. But, hey, who's to say I'm the fashion police over here? By the way, I missed it on E, fashion police. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And when she opened her mouth, it just, before she even opened her mouth, actually, she looked very nervous. Her smile was very odd to me, and it stood out to me, her vibe. And I was like, huh, she seems like very fake smiley. And we started singing. I was like, okay, okay. But the way that she took certain notes and things like that, I was really shocked because she, they had her at such a low range of singing. I was like, why are they having her sing so, such a low octave? Why wouldn't they have her sing a little bit higher pitch, especially for the anthem that's all over the freaking place where you're hitting a low note and you're hitting a super high note the next few seconds, maybe up the scale a little bit. So she's not singing like that. And I feel her voice could handle singing a little bit higher. And when you sing higher, 
sometimes you have more vocal support. So I was really disappointed, and I don't know how anybody else feels and who am I to say anything. And I went into it not wanting to throw her ugly vibes. No. I'm, I'm real petty sometimes. Real petty. I felt the same way. I was like, I don't want to throw I was watching it live. So I was like, I don't want to throw any bad, bad vibes. Like, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. I was expecting a really good vocal performance. And I understand that there's a lot of people around. And when you're singing, a lot of the noise gets absorbed. She had a microphone. And I knew that she didn't need any, like, distortions or anything like that. And... I really believe in her as a singer, so I thought she could handle it. And I think it was the composition of it, maybe, with the band and everything, because the range was just totally off. I feel she was watering herself down, and she was probably, that's just my opinion. That's what I felt. And that's why I was like, well, it happens. Because at the end of the day, again, here's me put my tinfoil hat on you never know what people's circumstances are and the things that go on behind the scenes. And <clears throat> something that really showed me that was actually the wrestling world. Because especially when I was working on television, whether it was WWE or TNA, it's like people don't understand how much is going on behind the scenes that affects the final product. That's why like sometimes fans can feel like, upset that, like, let's say a wrestler, that they just feel like they're being fed, force-fed, and annoying them, and they just don't understand why, and it's like, well, because of the behind-the-scenes stuff that's going on, that's why. Yeah. And so, like, with this thing this morning, that's why I kept you know, not wanting to sh- uh, throw her negative eyes, because being from the world of entertainment, I know there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that when you present your art to your audience, sometimes you got to take one for the team because of whatever's going on behind the scenes. So you just never freaking know. You don't. And then you got freaking <laughs> Jennifer Lopez singing this land. And then her hair. She owned it. She stole the show. And here's the thing. Since I'm just going to call myself a fashion police at this point okay. because I just want to do fashionista. Okay. I'm going to call it. Her outfit was classy and simple and patriotic while still being a diva. <laughs> and I'm, I wish this was a video right now so you saw Jane's face. She was very serious about that. Very serious. And she pointed. She pointed. And she's looking at me while she's talking. So she pointed at me. And Diva, with your nails, with your Diva nails, pointed. This is why I am the fashion police. Okay, fashion police. She had a very nice, because I'm somebody who is not a stranger to a feminine tie. And not like a masculine tie, but it's basically almost like um, you have loose chiffon fabric that has a collar with extra fabric and then you tie it. That's a very sophisticated and very flowy thing that's empowering without being too masculine. So she knew what she was doing. She always does know, knows what she's doing. Gaga likes the big foo-foo stuff, which I love too. I'm crazy, sparkly girl. 
foo-foo me out any day. But it was just a little too much for my taste. And it did not match up to the performance. And I think that Javo, in her performance, sounded just super fluid, super natural, even when she went off in Spanish and power to the people. I love that. I <laughs> That. That's great. And she has so much control over her voice. She went from like bah, 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 to uh, so she picked right up, right right up. She did, and she didn't sound like she was trying to get somewhere when she's singing. She just sounded like she was going through. And I felt like Gaga. I was like, okay, here comes this next note. <gasps> Let me go there. Let me do this. But that's the song, though. It is the song. It the song is the sucks. Here's the thing. Oh, I, don't call me unpatriotic thing. <laughs> the national anthem sucks. It's better for a band than a singer. No, I, I bet you J-Lo saying it, it would have been great. And it's not because Gaga wasn't great. It was because I feel there's politics behind even the singing aspect of what goes on. So there you guys can have it. So we're going to take another break, and when we get back, we are going to talk about, I asked you guys what you thought about a situation, and it all has to do about couples and money. Do you guys remember this morning I did this? Well, a lot of you replied. I'm so excited to get into your replies, getting Danielle's opinion, because um, it's a thing. It's a real thing, and I think it should be something that's discussed. So, hey, why not do it on this, I guess, extended version, because it's already past an hour, of Shall We Live here on the VOC Nation. We'll be right back. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks, having started way back in 2010. VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. This is your amiga, Shelly from Cali, to let you know you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. 
So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We've excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Kelly Live. Kelly Live here on VOC Nation. Here's what's funny. If you guys only could see what happened. So... Um, during the commercial break, we were here, whatever, and then I was like, shoot, I, had, I coughed really hard, and I peed myself a little bit, so I ran to the bathroom. Then I continued to pee in the toilet, and then I stuffed my pants with toilet paper and then ran over here because it was like, you VOC Nation, and then, whew, we went live. <laughs> Some drama right there. This is the life I live. See, people, those two people. <laughs> so, whew, I asked you guys this morning on the Twitter. Hold on, let me get into it. I sure already had it queued up, but of course I don't. Something smells weird. <laughs> Maybe it's you. Maybe it's me. Shelly Martinez. Or maybe it's Brian. Maybe poop. It doesn't mean smells weird. Like what? I don't know. Not like bad breath. My hands smell like soap. I don't know. I gave Minnie a bone. I don't know. Okay, hold on. I think I went too far. Let me see. Where I is this? Oh, here it is. He does have really bad breath. <laughs> well, stop getting his teeth clean. Okay. So here's the thing I tweeted this morning. <clears throat> a guy and gal get married. The guy makes good money. The girl works for minimum wage. Do you feel it's wrong that once they got married, the guy pays for most of the bills? Now, 11% of you guys said yes. 60% of you guys said no. And 29% of you guys said it should be 50-50. Now, I want to go in here and... Read. There's quite a few replies here, and we can just like kind of go through it and see what we say. Okay. First comment at Maniac37 voted no. So the Neil, that's Neil, voted no. At Kelly Feline, Kelly says communication is key. But that's not what I asked. <laughs> oh, part of it. It is. Communication is key. But is it wrong 
Maybe I need to be more specific. I don't know. Okay. So then at Joseph D32, Joseph says, I went 50-50 or as close as possible. Whatever works, really, as long as there's no consistency. As long as there's consistency, excuse me, on both parts. Bear in mind, minimum wage might be 40 plus hours, medical, dental, and retirement, or it can be 15 hours, and that's about it, which is very true. And then we have at Dr. Cobblepot says, my wife used to make twice what I did. Now she's a full-time student, and I'm pulling the weight. We are partners. No one goes hungry in my family. Then we have at Micah two seven six four nine two one six. My relationship we do fifty fifty. And then we have at IR Super Nerd says that's how it is in my house. I make a bit more than my lady, so I pay a bit more of the bills. She did the same when I took a lower paying job just to get my head right. It should be about making life better for both parties. If someone makes less the other person shouldn't mind. At NorCal Wrestling says, my wife makes more than me. We pull our money together and take an allowance to spend on whatever we want. The rest of it goes to the rest of the poll goes towards bills and savings. At Instant Classic 5 says, I don't think it's wrong at all, especially if there's an open communication and shared responsibilities that there's just that aren't just financial. And maybe that's what Kelly's point was as well. And then we have da, 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 the OCA Nation's own Bruce Wirt at Bruce Wirt, or B. Wirt Leadership says, marriage is teamwork. All money gets pulled once you say I do. There's no more, quote, unquote, your money or, quote, unquote, my money, in my opinion. At Primetime 1987 says, why wouldn't they have a joint joint bank account? At JJR Mark says, he knew what he was getting into, so no. At Bradley McConnell says, on the short term, yes, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't be wrong for him to want to motivate her to better herself so she can contribute more. At Major Logo says, I'm married I am a year married so far, but when you come together, you get it done together, however you can. If it means he pays more now, so be it. You can lose your job tomorrow and the roles can be reversed. It's not about what's mine or what's hers. It's about what's ours. At AK Bars are, you are 27, sorry. Marriage is not 50-50. It's 100% to your partner. If they stumble, you pick them up. You're 18. If you fail, you fail. And then last but certainly not least, we have at Roy Padayachi. Sorry. The guy with more money probably married her because the secretary can't cook. If you can't pay your bills, do not get married. If you decide to walk the plank, do not get married in community of property. Marriage is Disney and in real life. Wait, marriage in Disney and in real life are worlds apart. Thoughts, Danielle? Yes, I have many thoughts. <clears throat> and when you brought up this topic, I actually 
Googled because I've heard many times that finances seem to be one of the top marriage issues. And I found an article on investopedia.com and it says, top six marriage killing money issues. <laughs> How to prevent them from damaging relationships. And the top six are, number one, what's mine, yours, and ours. Second is debt. Three, personality. Four, power play. Oh, little uh, <laughs> power play. A little piggy action there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, five children, and six extended family. So you can see the issues coming in with that, and just looking over that, you know, going backwards, extended family. Maybe have an elderly mom who needs to live with you. Yeah. Get to expensive that can mm-hmm. be an issue. And it's like, well, that's your mom. Yeah. That's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Resentment can come into play. Mm-hmm. So the whole reason why <clears throat> I brought this up today is because a really dear friend of mine, Leah, she, I'm actually friends with her and her husband, but I, I became friends with her husband because of her. And when she told me what she was going through, it just really pissed me off because the way I looked at it was, you know, Leah, she is a hard-ass worker. She's not some, like, lazy-ass bitch. You know, she's, like myself, older now. She has different – she's been very successful in the different things that she's done in life, like her career. Like, she she had a specific goal, and she made it. And then, <clears throat> like, now she's just like me. That's why we connect. We're, like, trying to figure out this next stage in our life because, like, we already completed what we wanted to do. So it's like – like I just want to shake her husband sometimes and be like you're such an idiot do you see like what awesomeness you have in front of you like get over it guy like gosh but you can't be like that with people so like what are you going to do so it's so crazy because what ended up happening is I was thinking about this This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks, having started way back in 2010. Okay, sorry about that. I just, uh, we got disconnected for a second. So, I don't want to do that now. Okay, so I'm scared to go to my screenshot, because that's what made me disconnect from the phone call. So, I was like, you know what? I know, based on a recent conversation I had with Leah, how much money she makes roughly per week. Because we were sharing our frustrations of not being what we want to be right now. Mm -hmm. So I did some math. Because, go ahead, it's fine. Um, I did some math. And when I originally made that post, I said she makes about a minimum wage. How much is minimum wage again, Ms. Glorified Secretary? In 2021, in the state of California, minimum wage should be $15 an hour. When I did the math of working a shift that I guess she does 
with like her business and everything. She works about 12 hours, five days a week. And when I did the math, she actually makes $6 and change an hour. That's not in accordance to the state. And well, because she works on salary, you see. And that's that was crazy. Like, I don't know, earlier remember, I was like, I just like found something out about what we're going to talk about on Shelly Live. And I couldn't believe that when I broke it down, so now it makes me even more upset with the husband because it's like. She's working that hard to rebuild herself and what she's trying to do in this time in her life. And she's literally only making, working 12 hours a day. And when you do the math, it works out to only $6 and change an hour. When I had my first job, and by the way, my work keeps blowing me up, and they're calling me and even texting me, and Shelly said it's very rude of me. <laughs> to them so they can keep calling and texting so as a working gal myself when I was in high school and I had my first job at 16 I was making seven dollars and change an hour that was some time ago quite some time ago so you know Leo doesn't that make you feel sad for her it does <clears throat> doesn't it make you feel like okay you've seen her not too long ago now I get why she looks so stressed out and frustrated because even though I'm sure she hasn't done that math, that's what it sure does feel like, $6 and change. Yeah, and I would be frustrated because I like for my raises and every dollar counts and I've worked jobs where they give you five cent raises. I'm like, what the F? Get out of here. Five cents. Take your five cents and shove it. And shove it up your yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I worked at one job, we get 50 cents. Ooh. Because you get 50 cents and then you get another 50 cent raise, that's a dollar raise. Which is actually pretty adequate. But that's why five cents is going. Yeah. But the point but, is, is, I thought it was so interesting that, first of all, it's not about being right or wrong. But I did find it interesting that only one person seemed to be all upset about it. <laughs> That last guy that was all, don't get married then, man. But yeah. it's, everybody else, what they had to say, I thought was very fair. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I even did that poll is because when I was chatting with my friend this morning, and she was sharing with me her frustration and what she's going through, it made me so angry. And I wanted to make sure that I was angry over something that's worth me angry over, not me overreacting to something or being triggered or whatever. So I feel like I got my answer, and it's like, dude, no, get over it. Well, Six dollars and change. Can you believe that? That is way below the poverty line, like that kind of amount of money. And the next question I would have for your friend is, did they have a conversation about their roles as far as, is this going to be a traditional 
kind of thing or non No, they just kind of like whatever. It wasn't discussed because she's the type that's just like doesn't even think about like like it's just like whatever. So when they got married, it was just like <clears throat> there was no discussion of <clears throat> a joint bank account or okay, how we do money. It was just like whatever. And the thing is, is this dip into like six dollars and change. That's only been in the last couple months because she runs her own business now. It's like an online business. And she was telling me, and this runs true for me with my uh, my numbers as well, so I totally get it. It seems like towards the end of September, part of October, a good portion of November, and a decent portion of December – Sales go down. And there's, there's different flows and stuff like that. And you especially know, in COVID, definitely affects everyone. Right. And so usually things kind of pick up in December. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but what I noticed what happened this year was there was a bigger dip because, <clears throat> excuse me, when I have looked at my numbers before, like with Patreon, right, with Secret Society. It seemed like, again, there was a dip in September and October, a little bit in November. And in December, there usually was a rise, and that's usually because of the holidays. And then in January, there's a rise. And in February, there's a rise. And then in March, things could trickle down a little bit. And here's my opinion. December is the holidays, so people are wanting to spend. And then... In January, people know it's your birthday, and so they like buying things for me so I can afford to like give you a good time. <laughs> so there's that. And then my birthday month February, so it's a good month. So it makes sense that things kind of trickle out in like the spring. So this year was the first year that December was on that. November I'm used to. October I'm used to. Towards the end of September I'm also used to. But I wasn't ready for that December. So... This is like a newer thing for her to be making this less, like this pay cut that she's recently taken. It's only been a few months. Yeah, well, I think my advice to her and her hubby is I think they should go to a marriage counseling because they need a third-party person to be a mediator and discuss what the roles that are assumed because if they haven't had that conversation, then everybody's just going off assumptions and you know what they say about assumptions. Totally. So I think that's where a lot of the confusion is and making it cut and clear about what's what and whose responsibility is. And, you know, if there is going to be some kind of fluctuation between things, you can't just do things down the middle then what is the plan moving forward <coughs> and not guilting anybody or anything. And I never use this word, and I've been using it a lot today, shaming. And I've seen people misuse that word, but I've experienced it in my own way, and I feel like you have. And to be shamed, to not be able to do something and provide something <coughs> to be looked at that you're in a certain category, that is shaming. 
And you don't want that. That creates for a hostile relationship, an environment. And so I think at this point, your friend should really consider doing that because some people, most people, it's nice to hear advice from friends, but to have somebody who has nothing to do with anything, to sit there and hear both points of view and say, okay, let me mediate and say, you should maybe discuss this. Okay, discuss. I'll overlook it because if things get a little emotional or out of hand, they can kind of help redirect the conversation. I think that is a really good plan of action. I agree. I agree. I agree. <laughs> All right. Well, I was also going to talk about how um, about open relationships, but I got to get out of this. I got to be doing my Shelly and Sterner just a smoke out session here. We went along. I hope you guys enjoy today's show. Make sure to um, just keep on tuning in. We're here, we're here every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 6 Eastern. And I would really like to hear what you guys have to say. So why don't you tweet me? Tweet me, tweet Danielle, at Shelly from Cali, at Dan, or Green Venus 10, at VOC Nation, of course. And I'll be back here next week. Same that time, same that channel. Until then, Shelly from Cali. She's Danny, California. I'll be you guys later. Adios. See you tomorrow.